Thank you very much, Corey, and good evening, high school football fans, and welcome to High School Football America for July the 28th. Well, it is officially here. High school football began this week with practice in Alaska on Tuesday, and then joining Alaska this week, Hawaii, North Carolina, South Carolina, some more to come. So if you want to see when your state officially starts practice, go to our website, highschoolfootballamerica.com, and click on High School Football Wire, and you'll be able to get all that information. You can also follow High School Football America on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to the website. Again, that's highschoolfootballamerica.com. Click on the icon so you don't miss out on one piece of high school football news throughout the season. Our Twitter, Twitter handle is HSFBAmerica. If you have any comments during the show, please feel free to contact us at uh, the High School Football America Facebook page, and that is simply just search it out, High School Football America. Now let's move on to tonight's lineup as we take you to New Jersey, Ohio, and uh, then we go to Tennessee for our interviews. We'll start with Matty Mock, who is uh, poised to break several career passing records this season. The Kenton High School senior will join us to talk about his team's high-octane passing attack that has its Ohio's, his Ohio opponents you know, trying to figure out which way to shut down this game plan that doesn't have any running backs in it. Then it's on to Tennessee for a chat with Hall of Fame coach Gary Rankin of Alcoa High School. Rankin has won over 300 games and nine state titles. Right now, Alcoa is in the middle of a run of, get this, seven straight state championships. Our final interview tonight will be with another coaching legend, Greg Toll of Don Bosco Prep in Ramsey, New Jersey. Toll has built the Ironmen into a national powerhouse. DBP is on a 35-game win streak, five straight New Jersey non-public school state titles, and they're currently ranked number one by Max Preps in Max Preps's preseason top 25 poll. Time to thank our sponsors tonight. Blitz Group is a proud sponsor of High School Football America. Blitz Group is HSFA's media strategist. For more information, please go to their website at blitzgroup.com. The High School Rudy Awards are on board, too, honoring inspirational high school football players who define the best of the four C's, character, courage, contribution, and commitment. Go to www.highschoolrudyawards.com to learn more and to learn how to nominate a player. And we're also being sponsored tonight by the National High School Coaches Association, a 501c3 not-for-profit. The mission statement of the NHSCA is simple. It's to provide leadership and support to coaches and administrators and their programs. For more information, please go to their website at nhsca.com. And if you'd like a media kit to learn about sponsorship opportunities with High School Football America, please feel free to email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. All right, time to take a break, and when we return, High School Football America takes you to Ohio for a chat with Matty Mock, who, with his brother, is America's top passing brother tandem. That's right, it's not Peyton and Eli. That's when we return on High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. The hottest technology in the world isn't being developed in Silicon Valley. In the United States Navy, more top-secret technologies are being created than ever before. Incredible machines made of stealth materials that fly by themselves. The only problem with these incredible technologies? It's a shame the enemy can't see them. To learn more, call 1-800-USA-NAVY or visit Navy.com. Navy, accelerate your life. Talking a lot of high school football from around the country tonight. A little bit later in the show, we're going to go to Tennessee and talk with Gary Rankin, head coach in Alcoa. And he has won, or the school has actually won, seven straight state championships. And then we'll go to Jersey and talk to Greg Toll, the head coach at Don Bosco Prep. 
They have won 35 straight and preseason number one in Max Prep's big school's rankings. But now we're going to turn our attention to Ohio and talk about Matty Mock of Kenton High School. He's on pace to set several national passing records this year, including most career passing yards and touchdowns in a career. The best part, if he does it, he'll be passing his older brother Ben for the honor. Combined, Ben and Matty Mock have thrown for 30,883 yards. The Mannings, you know them, Eli and Peyton, and the Detmers, Ty and Coy, four players together have only thrown for 30,822. So Matty playing in a high-powered attack that features five linemen, five wide receivers, and he joins us now to talk about his senior season. Thanks for joining us, Matty. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to talking to you. We spoke to your dad a couple of weeks ago on the NHSCA Sports Hour about you and your brother and the accomplishments. Of course, Dad, very, very proud as your coach. And he's proud of the individual stats, but he's you know, more improved or impressed by the amount of time that you guys win and how important it is to going out there and going for the W all the time. So tell us, how important it is in the family to have that tradition of, of making wins at Kenton? Uh, you know, most important everybody around all you want to do is win and uh back when my brother was just getting started in high school my dad kind of put in the the spread offense and I mean, it kind of took off and it's still going um but i think the most part to make it though is uh like tonight I mean, every night we're out throwing and uh working on everything you got to do to win uh linemen included i mean the linemen would do everything on the side just how everybody prepares and get ready for that season year round is most of the success of how we win. So, well, let's let's stay on the W factor before we get to those incredible stats. Uh, you, your brother won two Division Four titles in '01 and '02. Now, how important is it to you to grab a title before you graduate this year? Uh, it's, I mean, it's up there. Uh, of course, that's everybody's goal too. Uh, but I think the senior class. I mean, we've won three state or three straight um, league titles, which has never been done. We're going to try to grab that fourth, and then um, we've really put our minds to getting that state title and winning it and coming out on top. So, I mean, that's really important to me. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's uh, give me a little bit of time here. I'm going to give the, the listeners uh, some of these numbers here, which are incredible. So your brother is the nation's leader in passing yards at 17,364. He leads in pass attempts, 1,000. 905 total offense 19,628 now second in touchdowns at 178 and completions at 1095 now <laughs> let's go to you just 35 games 3,846 passing yards to pass your brother in the passing yard department 4,155 in total yards to set the career total offense mark now when you hear those numbers and they're staggering whether they're yours or your brother's what comes to mind when you think about those numbers uh to be honest I mean I Mostly going through the season, uh, it really doesn't even hit me until about game five, and everybody's like, man, for 2,500 yards or something like that, and then it kind of hits me. I mean, that's what we're working We've worked for that, and, uh, I mean, it's just another little factor that comes in with the uh, victory. But, uh, I'm pretty excited to maybe break those records and uh, keep winning and get that state title. So I'm, I'm excited for the season. Okay, well, now your dad said that, that I guess your your brother is going to be around this year helping out a little bit. So do you two, uh, meaning you and your brother, ever ever talk about those records and the fact you're closing in on, on him? And, and what do you say to each other when it comes to that? You rib each other a little bit, like, hey, I'm going after number one? Uh, to be honest, uh, the only time we ever bring that up is when other people bring it up. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I mean, that's never really brought up between us. So. Okay, well, let's, let's – I think you'll just be happy for me. But, uh, of course, one and two, 
said, you got some names that you're passing there, the Mannings and the Detmers together. So that's a, an interesting stat. Let's talk about the offense. 51.5 points a game last year, 550 yards, uh, total offense. How much fun do you have running this offense? Uh, I mean, I think it's any quarterback or receiver's dream. And really the offensive line is too. Of course, the little scramble drills we do, I think that's where they get pretty excited when they get, get some crackbacks. But, um, other than that, I mean, we had last year we had three really good receivers, uh, of course, over on. But um, I mean, it's just exciting because it's what you make plays and have fun with it. And, uh, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's a dream playing offense like this. Sure. Well, let's talk about this year's team. And you mentioned that you lost some receivers. Your dad, when he was talking a couple of weeks ago, said uh, you need to replace some stuff. So tell me a little bit about what you and your new receivers are doing during the offseason to make sure the offense will be flying high when you open the season uh, against Coldwater. Uh, receivers, I mean, we're going to have five new receivers. Um, uh, we had, well, we had one returning, but he's going to be out the first two games, it looks like. He uh, did something to his ankle. But other than that, I mean, we'll have – Three, three sophomores, a junior, and then a kid, another one in my grade. Um, but I mean, they're going to be young. But like I said, we'll be out here. But after the phone call, I'll be out throwing with them, getting them better. Um, and then on the offensive line, looking at that, we'll have four new ones on there too. We got one returning, um, and then of course the whole defense is pretty much gone too. So I mean, we're going to be young, but we're going to put up a fight to everybody. <laughs> put up some points up there, too. I know uh, your dad said, and I know this, that you and your teammates took part in the 7-on-7 seven seven National Championships down in Hoover, Alabama last weekend. Uh, what, ex- what was that experience like, playing against some of those top flight teams from around America? Uh, that's that's uh, really uh, it's special to play in that. Uh, I mean, it's 32 of the best teams, like you said. Um, we, were, we were really young. The first day we started off kind of slow. The second day we didn't lose a game. And then we lost in the uh, second, second, or yeah, second round uh, in the tournament, unfortunately. But like I said, we were young; they weren't really ready for that press yet. But I mean, it made them a lot better, and uh, I think they're going to be ready for this game one. All right. Well, we're going to let you go back in a second there and, and toss some passes before we let you go. We are talking with Matty Mock of Kenton High School in Ohio. And let's uh, wrap things up. You verbally committed to Missouri. We heard uh, your dad talk about why you made that decision. But uh, tell us, you know, what were some of the factors that led you to uh, say yes to Mizzou, at least on the verbal side? Uh, the offense is really similar to the one I'm in now. So, I mean, it's going to be, in my opinion, a pretty easy transition. Um Coach Pinkle and Coach Yosin, I mean, they've done a really good job recruiting me. Seems like they were here almost every week. Um, and then, of course, uh, Coach Pinkle, the way he has his team, it's all about family and stuff like that. And I'm just excited to have them be my little mentors and guide me for the next four years. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and we wish you the best of luck as you chase down your brother and, and possibly chase down the championship in Ohio. So best of luck in 2011. Thank you very much. Sure. That was Matty Mock of Kenton High School. He and his brother Ben have thrown for 30,883 yards, and probably at the end of the season, it's going to be Matty on top, number one, and Ben number two in a lot of categories, including uh, total offense, passing yardage, and touchdown passes. So uh, quite a career being put together by them. And, and again, uh, Coach Mike Mock was uh, on the NHSCA show, and if you'd like to go and listen to that, you can go into the uh, artistfirst.com archives 
and listen to that show from back on July the 17th. Now, uh, we were talking there about the National Select 7-on-7 Championships in Alabama last week. Daphne High School from Alabama, the state's defending 6A champs, won a perfect 13-0 to win the title. Trojans beating in-state rival Prattville 10-8 in the championship game. It was the second time during the three-day championship series that uh, Daphne beat Prattville. Prattville, a lot of expectations this year, ranked number six in Max Prep's preseason top 25 early contenders poll. Championship was uh, Daphne's second in the uh, National Select 7-on-7. Seven seven. Trojans won the first event in 2001. It's also the sixth time in 11 years that Alabama, an Alabama team, has walked away with the trophy. And We talked with Brandon Shepard, the executive director of the National Select 7-on-7 seven on, seven on last week's show, so if you missed it, you can check it out free and on demand in our archives by going to artistsfirst.com and clicking on High School Football America in the show category. Well, we're going to take a break, and when High School Football America comes back, we'll head to Tennessee to talk with Alcoa head coach Gary Rankin, who's getting ready to lead his team after the school's eighth straight state championship. You are listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. The hottest technology in the world isn't being developed in Silicon Valley. In the United States Navy, more top-secret technologies are being created than ever before. Incredible machines made of stealth materials that fly by themselves. The only problem with these incredible technologies? It's a shame the enemy can't see them. To learn more, call 1-800-USA-NAVY or visit Navy.com. Navy. Accelerate your life. Welcome back to High School Football America. Now here's your host, Jeff Fisher. Thank you very much. Uh, exciting night here. Just got done speaking with Matty Mock from Kenton, Ohio. Set to break several Nationals uh, career passing records uh, in the nation. Passing his brother. And as we told you, uh, Eli and Peyton Manning and uh, Ty and Coy Detmer, if you put all four, to buy, four of them to, together combined, they would not pass those two kids in Ohio. A little bit later, we're going to talk with Greg Toll, the head football coach at Don Bosco Prep, preseason number one in the Max Preps preseason poll, but now we're going to go to Tennessee and talk with Gary Rankin, who's built two Tennessee programs, Riverside and now Alcoa, and the state powers, although Alcoa had a pretty good leg up when he got there. Uh, he won five at Riverside, now four championships at Alcoa, where the school is on a string of seven straight state titles. Coach Rankin's overall record, 323-61 and 61, with a 71-4 and four mark at Alcoa, and he joins me now to talk about that tradition at Alcoa in the 2011 season. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you having us on. Yeah, no, it's it, it's exciting because I, I've been able to watch the program from afar up here in Chicago. And maybe what we should do is start kind of for our listeners on what it's like in the community there of Alcoa. You know, tell us a little bit about the community and and how football fits into the fabric there. It's like a throwback, uh, Jeff, and Friday Night Lights. It's uh, it's one of those old uh, traditional places. I've been here for five years. Uh, we've won five state championships in a row. The support here is phenomenal. Uh, it's a football town, a football community. Uh, we have a school of about 540 kids. We have 250 boys in our school, but 95 of them play football. So it's really, really important in our community. Once you get it rolling like we've got it rolling, uh, you know, you have a lot of participation. And we've been able to hire some good coaches into our staff, and uh, we've just got a good thing going on. 
Well, let's talk about that tradition and the titles and the string of those. Uh, you mentioned, you know, coaches are important, you know, longevity, they're good kids. But is there any one thing after you came there you said, wow, this is, this is really special? There's a secret here that, that most people don't, don't understand when it comes to high school football. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's certainly pockets, and I don't know how to explain it, but there's pockets, I think, all over the United States, and ours is a small pocket. But we have some tremendous athletes come out of this little small pocket. Uh, Green Bay Packers just signed Randall Cobb, who played at Kentucky, and he was a quarterback for us for four years here when I was here. Uh, you know, we just, we've, we've, we just got some you know, phenomenal athletes to come out of a small school and, uh, you know, big participation, and uh, we've been able to maintain a good coaching staff. And, but the type of athletes that we have is a little unusual for a small school. Well, you, you went from the big program at Riverside in the top classification, you know, back down to uh, Alco, which has played in 2A and now 3A. So tell, uh, tell the people a little bit about why you made the switch, because you obviously had lots of success at Riverside. So, I was at Riverdale. It's Riverdale Hospital. Riverdale, I'm sorry, Riverdale. And, and I was there for 15 years, and, you know, I had 15 years we played in nine state championships and won four and just had a phenomenal record going on there. And it was more personal than anything. It was uh, one of the top two or three jobs in the state probably, and it was more of a family decision and wanting to get my children in a smaller school. And uh, there was some reasons there just from a personal standpoint. And this afforded us a chance to be in a smaller school, a smaller community, and still play big-time football. So it, I just got lucky and I found a community like this. Well, and I apologize for messing up Riverdale. I, I'm, I'm back from an area that has Riverside and I had California on my mind, so I, I apologize for that. But let's let's talk about 2011 and give some of the kids the props. Who are who are some of the key kids on this team this year? If you guys are going to make a run at an eighth straight, so well, we, we've got a tailback that's coming back that uh, was a Mr. Football candidate in our division last year. That's similar to a Mr. Uh, Mr. Heisman Trophy thing in your state. Uh, he, he's a great running back. Uh, he was he was in Sports Illustrated one week last year uh, for a big big game that he had, and he's certainly uh, uh, one of our better players. Uh, we've got a couple of linemen. My son John Tucker Rankin is a pretty good center coming back, and Thomas Lowe is an outstanding offensive lineman. Uh, we've got an outstanding couple of outstanding fullbacks. So we've got some kids coming back, and uh, you know we lost some good football players, but we always lose, lose good football players here. And, and, you know, we've got the numbers and we've got the tradition. And it seems like always there's some kids that step up. So uh, we've got some young kids that's going to have to step up for us to continue what we've been doing. And we've certainly uh, picked it up a little bit on our schedule. We're playing three or four state champs in the past couple of years, and our schedule is going to be pretty demanding. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Let's go to the, the Maryville game, uh, 6A school. They've won 105 of the last 105, uh, 101 of the last 105. Two of those losses to you guys, uh, two schools where you're about six miles apart, I guess. So tell us about that, tell us about that game. Two schools at about five to six miles apart. They have great tradition. They've, got a, they've had a great run uh, between us. I think there's like 18 or between us, I think there's like 14 or 15 state championships in the last 10 years maybe. Uh, they've got a tremendous ball club over there, great coaches. Uh, it's one of the big games, I think, in the South when we play. There's always 10 or 12,000 there, and that's a big crowd in the state of Tennessee. And uh, it's, a, it's a huge, huge rivalry. Now, you had mentioned some other state champs. You've got Greenville in there. What's your goal when it comes to scheduling non-district games? Well, I don't know if it's a goal. First of all, we can't find anybody else to play. <laughs> I mean, it's hard scheduling teams. We're not a type team that can go out of state and start going everywhere, first of all, financially. It would be tough on us, and we're still just a small two, three A school. But 
Uh, we have trouble getting games. We've got Greenville, who's a great program in the state of Tennessee now, Maryville, who both won state championships last year. We have Fulton on there, uh, who's won three, uh, three state championships in the last eight or nine years. So we've certainly got our hands full with the competition that we play, and uh, all of those schools are quite a bit bigger than us. But uh, I guess our philosophy, we want to make sure that we're ready for the playoffs. We've got a 43-game winning streak that really doesn't mean much to us. Uh, we certainly scheduled to try to break that thing, I think. But, uh, you know, we're real concerned about the seven straight championships. But uh, tough schedule, and we want to play good people. Sure. Now, uh, you mentioned, you know, economics being what they are across the country with a lot of football programs. Uh, you do have a deal this year, an endorsement deal with Under Armour. So how does that help you out in these tough economic times to keep the football? Uh, well, it helps us out, and I'm not real familiar. athletic director was in charge of that. He took care of the deal, and, and, you know, they gave us some pretty good deals, I guess. The money involved was, was pretty good for our size of school. I know our kids were really excited with the Under Armour thing, and they got some deals. But financially, we're like, I guess, any other uh, athletic program. We're trying to get as much as we can for our kids. And, you know, uh, uh, from a financial standpoint, it's getting harder and harder in some places. Oh, absolutely. The the pay-for-play is, is not a good thing to see coming. Exactly. Talking with Gary Rankin at Alcoa High School, uh, seven straight state championships there, and we'll let you go on this question. I know uh, earlier this year you were inducted into the Tennessee uh, Secondary Schools Hall of Fame. Uh, I know the NHSCA also honored you a couple of years ago. What, what do those honors mean, and what does specifically being inducted into the Tennessee Hall of Fame mean to you? Well, it was good. I, I'm, I'm sort of one of those guys that sort of stands back in the corner. I've never done it for for awards or being put in any kind of Hall of Fames, but it's a great testament to the places I've been and the, and the kids that's, that's played for me and the coaches that I've had. I've always had great coaches on my staff, and uh, I, I think it honors everybody that, you know, coached for us and played for us, and, you know, it's certainly a great honor, and, uh, you know, it was sort of a surprise, I guess. Well, it's always nice to be honored, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule tonight to chat with us, and we wish you the, the best of luck there in, in 2011, and we'll, we'll keep up to date with uh, the listeners up to date with what you're doing. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate what all you guys do for high school football. Thanks a lot. Uh, you're very welcome. Thanks a lot. That's Gary Rankin from Alcoa. And, uh, you know, speaking of uh, the tornadoes and top 25s and championships, uh, the small schools poll came out for Max Preps this week and uh, you know last week we were talking with Steve Spiewak from Max Prep saying that they were coming out with a little surprise that uh, the, the Tornadoes didn't make it there in the top 25. You can go to High School Football America to see it all but just to give you a kind of a brief overview in the top five you got Buford from uh, Georgia, we got John Curtis from Louisiana, good program there, University High School from Florida, Heritage Hale from Oklahoma, and uh, Evangel Christian Academy from Louisiana. But again, if you want to check out the entire top 25 on the small school side of things, go to highschoolfootballamerica.com to check that out. And if you uh, missed last week's interview with uh, Steve Spiewak, go to artistfirst.com and click on High School Football America in the archives to check it out. Don't forget to uh, follow High School Football America on Facebook and Twitter by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Now, coming up in about uh, 40 minutes after the hour, we'll talk with another legendary coach, Greg Toll of Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. Ironman ranked number one in Max Prep's preseason big school's top 25. But when we come back, we're going to take you around the country with some top stories from the week that has been. And this is High School Football America, your ticket to high school football in America on the Artist First Radio Network. The hottest technology in the world isn't being developed in Silicon Valley. In the United States Navy, more top-secret technologies are being created than ever before. 
Incredible machines, made of stealth materials that fly by themselves. The only problem with these incredible technologies? It's a shame the enemy can't see them. To learn more, call 1-800-USA-NAVY or visit Navy.com. Navy, accelerate your life. Welcome back to High School Football America. And now here's your host, Jeff Fisher. Thank you very much. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk with Greg Toll, the head football coach at Don Bosco Prep, the national powerhouse out of New Jersey. Now, don't forget to uh, sign up to follow High School Football America on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com and click on the icons. But now it's time to travel around the country, take a look at high school football news from the past week. And the first stop is going to be Texas, where the University Interscholastic League has announced that uh, – all 10 of its 11-man Texas high school football championships will be held in Cowboy Stadium in December. I was there last year, and I'll tell you what, to see 43,000 people in a professional stadium checking out football was, was quite a scene. Last year was the first year that the title games were held in the home of the Cowboys, but only the 5A, 4A, and 3A games were held in Arlington. The 2A and 1A games were played in Mansfield. This year, the Class 2A Division I championship and the two Class A title games will be played on December the 15th. That's a Thursday. The Class 2A and Class 3A Division II championship games will be played on Friday the 15th. And then the uh, Class 4A Division II and both of the Class 5A title games will be played on Saturday. The Class 3A Division I championship game will be played a week earlier on December the 9th. And the UIL also announced this week that the Division I and II six-man championships will be played in Abilene on December the 10th. Now, 24 high school football players, and specifically quarterbacks from around America, descended upon Pepperdine University in California last week with the hopes of being named ESPN Rise Elite, uh, Elite 11 quarterbacks. Uh, all of the quarterbacks were put through five days of intense workouts and film sessions, plus head-to-head, seven-on-seven passing competitions led by an elite coaching staff that was led by former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer, Tanner Magnum of Eagle High School in Idaho, Neil Burcham of Greenbrier High School in Arkansas, and Jameez Winston of Hueytown High School in Alabama shared the MVP honors. There are some of the notable Elite 11 quarterbacks from the past, Matt Leinert, Jamarcus Russell, Mark Sanchez, Troy Smith, Matthew Stafford, Tim Tebow, and Vince Young. So some pretty good names there. Uh, the city of Stamford in Connecticut will honor the late Andy Robostelli on September the 16th when they renamed the field at Boyle Stadium after the Pro Bowl Hall of Famer. And uh, Robostelli, who died on December 31st of this year, is a Stamford native who played in the NFL from 1951 to 1964 for the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants. Andy Robostelli Field at Boyle Stadium will be uh, dedicated when Stanford hosts Warren, Hiding High, Warren Harding High School on September the 16th. And finally, the uh, 38th annual Kansas Shrine Bowl will be played on Saturday, this coming Saturday, July the 30th, at Lewis Field at Fort Hayes State. The West Squad brings a five-game win streak into the game and owns a 23-13 and lead in the series. Uh, Larry Geitzak of Centralia is the coach of the East All-Stars. And Rick Wheeler of Wichita Heights leads the West team. The game benefits Shriners Hospital for children. Well, coming up, when we come back, we'll talk with Greg Toll, head coach of Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey, the Ironman ranked number one in Max Prep's preseason football poll. That's the big school's poll. That and more when we come back. You're listening to High School Football America, and this is the Artist First Radio Network. The hottest technology in the world isn't being developed in Silicon Valley. In the United States Navy, more top-secret technologies are being created than ever before. 
incredible machines made of stealth materials that fly by themselves. The only problem with these incredible technologies? It's a shame the enemy can't see them. To learn more, call 1-800-USA-NAVY or visit Navy.com. Navy, accelerate your life. Welcome back to High School Football America. Now here's your host, Jeff Fisher. Thank you very much. I want to thank our sponsors tonight, the U.S. Navy. Great show so far. We talked to Matty Mock in Kenton, Ohio, uh, poised to break several national passing records for a career mark. He'll actually pass his brother, which is an interesting little story. We just spoke a little while ago to Gary Rankin, the head coach at Alcoa in Tennessee. Seven straight state championships, and time to bring in another coach that's uh, put up some impressive numbers. His name, Greg Toll, from Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. Twelve years there, building the school into a national power. 09, the Ironmen won the Max Preps national title of the year. And they're kind of back on top of the heat this year, as Max Prep says in the preseason poll. They're number one. They've won 35 straight, five straight New Jersey, nine public group four state titles. And uh, Coach Toll's record at uh, DBP is 132-10. and 10. He's won 256 games in his career. And, Coach, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us on the show tonight. Well, thank you. Uh, this is my pleasure. This is uh, quite a treat. Well, yeah, it, it's always fun to talk about programs that uh, are, are going well. But, you know, you, you kind of built this in a matter of uh, a dozen years here. So can we go back to the beginning when you came to Ramsey? And the school wasn't always a football power. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that it was like then and, and what you did to make it what it is now. Yeah, it's, it, was, uh, it was an interesting situation. Uh, and I, I was blessed. I, uh, I uh, uh, the guy that hired me uh, was uh, Father John Tatalamo, and he came from Louisiana, and he understood the importance of football, you know, because I didn't, no one in Don Bosco at that time was, uh, we were second fiddle to everybody, especially uh, Bergen Catholic and St. Joe's Montville. Those were the two rivals, and we didn't beat them in a, probably, a, you know, 100 years, it seemed like. And, <laughs> and you know, things weren't re- real good at, at that time, and, uh, you know, it was uh, you know we're a pretty average football team, and but uh, you know he he had some vision, and uh, you know he wanted to see this thing turned around, and you know originally I, I wasn't going to go there because I didn't think anybody really cared about football at Don Bosco, but uh, you know he kind of convinced me to to come, and uh, and I'm glad I did, and you know he's a great guy, and uh, you know, absolutely a great leader and a good person, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I came, and you know. Uh, you know, we've uh, had new administration, but everybody's behind the program, and, uh, you know, they've kind of really helped us. And i got a bunch of great uh, coaches, and, uh, you know, we've been blessed. We've got a bunch of great kids also. Well, you, you know, you, you had done a lot of things at a couple of other schools before you got there. Uh, not that there's a secret sauce or anything, but is there anything that you did back then that you think really set the tone for what was about to come? I mean, did, did this ex- exceed your expectations? Well, I, you know, I, I kind of looking back on it, I, I, I can remember, you know, my first, uh, first before the first game, we went to the uh, to the grotto to pray as a team, and a priest was there, and he says, uh, Coach, where's the team? I told him, I said, Listen, this isn't for everybody, you know. I says, You know, you got to you, you got to be the right guy for this. So, you know, if, if you're not committed, uh, you know. So some of the kids went went elsewhere. I mean, they they left, uh, they quit, whatever the situation was. But you know, we we had a formula and we totally stayed to it and we believed in it. And you know, so uh, okay. I think at that at that time, father wasn't sure exactly <laughs> if, if that was the if that was the formula if we had the right formula. But I told him, I said, trust me on this one. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's go ahead. He did, and things worked out. So, <laughs> well, let, let's see, and we'll kind of go back and forth here between you know then and now. So let's kind of go to let's say last season. Uh, you, like I said, you got the the win streak going. You got a lot of expectations. Uh, but last year, you weren't really looked at to, as to be the you know one of the top teams. And you win another state title. So tell me a little bit about last year's team and what made it special for you. Well, you know, it was a bunch of guys. Yeah, we didn't plan on being very good, and you know, a lot of people were counting us out and. You know, they were a bunch of kids that, uh, you know, just, just caught fire early on in the season and really believed, and, uh, you know, they really committed. You know, we we're, we play everybody one way, so, you know, you get a lot of kids get an opportunity to play, and, you know, our kids really uh, believed in what, you know, what we were doing, and everybody was, uh, you know, jacked up and excited about it, and, uh, you know, we, we went a long way with uh, probably some pretty average guys. So is that something where it's just really teaching the kids about, you know, the, the tradition which leads to the excellence and all those other things? I mean, is that something that you verbalize? There's, there's a lot. Yeah, they, you know, they know what to expect now. You know, I mean, the, you know, the level of commitment is, is obviously very high. And, uh, you know, so they really know what to expect, uh, you know, coming into during the winter workouts and during the, uh, you know, the, the spring and summer. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's not shock theater for these kids anymore. And, you know, they know what to expect, and they kind of know what they're getting into when they come to Don Bosco. So. Sure. Now, now, you know, you've got the opposite this year, because I think I read you've got at least, what, about 60 kids back from, from last year? So, so now you've got, a, you've got a team that's expected to win. So what, what's the difference in coaching them, or at least on the motivational side, to keep these kids focused? Well, that's not the, it's a lot easier being on the other side of the coin. That's for sure. When you're not expected to do much and, you know, that those, there's always concerns, you know, uh, you know, everything's hopefully, you know, that we can mold these kids and, you know, get them to believe that, uh, you know, that they, they better not, they better come and play every day and not be the type of guys that, uh, you know, I've been on both situations. I've seen kids, teams that were, that should have been great and were pretty average and I've teams that shouldn't have been very good and, and, and were outstanding. So, you know, it's, chemistry has a lot to do with a team and, but, you know, we're excited. We think we, you know, we think we got great kids and, uh, you know, uh, you know, we got some real solid, uh, football players. So we're, we're excited about our opportunities and, you know, we look, we look forward to playing some great games. We got Mission VAO and, uh, St. Ed's and, uh, um, yeah, you're, you don't shy, you don't Manatee. you don't shy away from these national games. I was going to talk to you about that. You got Manatee, like you said, Mission Viejo, and Saint Edward. You've you've beaten De La Salle, you know, a couple of times. You last year you beat Gilman and uh, Saint Ignatius. So tell tell me a little bit about your take on these national games as they get bigger and bigger, made for TV, so to speak. How do you feel about them? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's exciting. I mean, that's why you get in, involved in coaching and, you know, you want challenges and, uh, hey, why not? Well, you know, what's the worst case scenario? You can lose. I've lost before. So that's, you know, that's, that's not, uh, what drives us is, you know, our, our things, hey, let's create some challenges and, you know, let's be as good as we can be. Let's find out how good we are. You know, hey, if they, we go out and, you know, get our tail kicked, that's okay too. You know, we, you know, at least we know where we're at. But I think it would be a lot worse to just not take on the challenges and not, you know, be excited. So we're, we're you know, we're not afraid afraid of the challenges, and you know, I think that's that's important that yeah. you you're not afraid to step out of the box and, and and play somebody really good and you know look for a good fight anyway. 
Well, I actually had lunch with uh, Steve Spiewak from Max Preps today, and he was he was talking you guys up. And of course, he's from that area there. He, he he's from the enemy though, St. Peter's. But anyway, he, he said, look, "Look look out for you guys." Let's let's talk about some of those players you didn't mention by name, but let's see if we can get a couple of name drops in here on some of these kids you expect some big things out of this year. Well, there's no no question, Darius Hamilton. I mean, he's he should be the best defensive lineman in the state. He's just a great football player. He's got some pretty good, uh, you know, he's he, uh, a genes as far as his father's. Uh, Keith Hamilton played 13 years, the whole pro quite a few years with the, with the Giants. You know, he's, uh, you know, and the kid's uh, kid's a great kid. He's, uh, you know, just a hard worker and really, uh, you know, really special as far as, uh, you know, his attitude and everything else. He's a great leader. So, you know, the other one, obviously, uh, Leonte Carew is just a great Wide receiver, he's a difference maker. He's a guy, you know, last year we had really, you know, three difference makers, the one being the quarterback, uh, Gary Nova, and the other the other two being Paul Canavari, our tailback, and, uh, and Leonte. Leonte is, was a big play guy, and, you know, he made us a lot better in so many ways. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a special guy. So, yeah. Our other talent uh, there. We, He's got some talent. He's he's special. Those two are very special. You got Yuri Wright, who's a defensive back. You know, does a, does a real fine job. He's you know he's got some. You know, he's six two corner. They're hard to find, and uh, he runs real well. And he's got real good ball skills. Uh, so you know, he's a guy that's uh, you know he's got to step up and be a great great player for us as he was last year. So hopefully he continues to grow and uh, and, and get better. So we're excited about Yuri, all right, and, uh, you know, we got uh, Mike Strizak, our defensive end. He's going to Boston College. He's committed there. He's a pretty special guy. And uh, uh, Tyler Samra, you know, he's he's special. Uh, Elijah Shoemate, uh, you know, he's uh, he's a guy that we really need to, you know, uh, be. he'll probably be the, uh, the tailback taking over, and uh, so that's quite a – Quite a big command, uh, you know, at, at uh, Don Bosco to be the tailback. We've had some great quarterbacks, and we've had many a great tailback. So mm-hmm. that guy is the guy. You know, the last uh, the last few have been very good. We're going back to uh, Ryan Grant. From there, we went to Brian Toll. Um, from there, tailback, uh, we went to uh, Dylan Romaine, who ended up. Uh, Going to Albany on a on a on a full scholarship, and then we went to Tony Jones. And Tony Jones, uh, you know, uh, we went to Paul Canavari, and now we're going to Elijah Shoemate. So <laughs> we've had some good ones. Yeah, that's that's a reload situation. I I know a few people that know you, and they've said nothing but great things about you as a coach and as a person. And you mentioned, you know, where some of these kids went. Obviously, wins are important. Championships are great. But how important is it to you to see these kids go on to college and 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 do something at at the next level to get that education and maybe go on beyond that? Well, I think that's that's the thing we do preach the most with our kids. You know, make sure. You know, football's not forever, and make sure you're going to go to a place where, you know, you have some contacts and some people that can help you later, people that really care about you. So, you know, there's a lot of programs that still that kind of use you up, and you know, they they, they don't love you forever. And you go to some places that they really care about you, and they're really going to do a great job. And I, you know, I think that's important. We've always preached that to our kids as far as let's make sure you you go to a place that's uh, 
you know, that's, that's going to love you and care about you. So um, I think that's, that's, that's the most important thing that, that we look for. Okay, well, we're going to get, get a couple more questions in here and let you go. We are talking with Greg Toll, head coach at Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. Uh, let's, you, you've got that national spotlight on you with the number one. So, so tell me a little bit about the big picture as far as goals this year, and then maybe if you even want to pull it out and say, you know, what, what does Don Bosco hold in the next five years as it results uh, as it comes to football? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know what I, 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 I'm worried about this year. I'm not worried about five years, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I wish I, I wish it was that simple where I could say, gee, we're going to get all these great players the next five years and, you know, and, and be a, a special program and stay up with, uh, you know, with the best teams in New Jersey and the best teams in the country. So we, we only hope that's the, the case and, uh, you know, wish we are going to work towards that goal. Um, you know, we're excited. I mean, just, you know, to be, you know, from where we came from to where we are today, it's, uh, you know, it's a real special uh, uh, treat. And, uh, you know, we're excited about, you know, obviously with our future, but, you know, we're all excited about this year, you know, actually getting an opportunity to, to go for another national championship. Winning that one in 2009 was very special. And if our kids got a shot this year, we, we sure hope they got a shot. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be, uh, you know, we're real excited about those opportunities. <laughs> so this is probably the toughest schedule we've ever undertaken with, uh, all, you know, three great uh, teams, uh, you know, out of, out, of the, uh, out of the state. Yeah, no, that, and the one thing I like, I told you I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and I don't like usually root, but it's always good to see, you know, somebody from the Northeast carrying the mantle here. I like Texas, like Florida, but it was good to see you guys win a championship jersey in 09. So we're rooting again this year for you. But uh, last, last question then. Uh, you did last year, you know, you were honored by ESPN Rise National Coach of the Year, which is a long way from 12 years ago when you, you didn't even know if you were coming. And I know you're going to be modest about it, but what, what does an honor like that mean to you when, when somebody at that level, on the national level, uh, says, hey, job well done? Well, it's, I mean, I kind of owe it to a lot of other people. You know, I'm, I'm just one part of this, and I get a lot of great coaches and great uh, guys that really, you know, care about the kids. And I think that's, you know, I mean, that's always, you know, it's never been a, I don't want it to be about me. I got a bunch of young uh, and, and some older coaches that just do uh, guys that have been around a long time. What is, uh, you know, Chuck Granatelle, he's been the offensive line coach, and uh, Anthony Campanelli does a great job as the offensive coordinator, and Billy Lopez, he's been, he's been with me forever, and, uh, you know, we got Drew Lascari, he's doing a heck of a job, and Danny Morangi's been our defensive coordinator for, you know, for uh, forever, for the last 10, 12 years. So, you know, we've been blessed uh, having, you know, so many guys that uh, have contributed and have really done a great job. At Don Bosco, so you know it's not like uh, not like a lot of other sports. You know, football. You better have some great coaches around you. You don't have great coaches around you. I don't care who you are. You're not going to be successful. Nah, you know, I basketball, agree with you. Basketball. You could do with one guy. You know, one guy can. You know, it, there's, there's only five guys out there at a time. With football. You know, it's really. You know, there's a bunch of guys out there all the time, and. Uh, you know, it's really tough to, uh, unless you've got great guys around you, you're not going to be very good. And, you know, I've been blessed, and, uh, you know, we got some guys that really love to compete and, uh, and coach. So, you know, Tom Bosco is blessed to have these people, uh, you know, on their staff. 
Well, I asked you at the beginning about the secret sauce, and you probably just described it there, longevity in the coaching staff with guys that know what they're doing. So, Coach, I, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to talk with us, and best of luck in, in uh, 2011. I, I think it's probably going to be a special year for you. So uh, thanks a lot, and, and best of luck. And we, we hope so. Thanks, thanks a lot, okay. Jeff. Full of yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. Care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. That is uh, Greg Toll, the head Football coach at Don Bosco Prep, number one, according to Max Preps this year. A lot of players back, over 60 people from last year's squad that won uh, their fifth straight Group 4 non-public title in New Jersey. They've won 35 straight. They were the national champs in 09 and probably some special things to come, but they've got three big games, as you heard them talk about, uh, with the Mission Viejo, uh, Manatee. They got them on the schedule this year, so... Lots of things have to happen to fall the right way, but if they get those uh, victories against those big out-of-state teams, uh, expect probably another national championship for them. Going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the headlines from the week that was. Remember, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook and uh, search us at High School Football America. Our Twitter handle is HSFB America, and join up and follow along throughout the season. And uh, just a reminder, next week, uh, one of our uh, top interviews will be Chris Shields from Joplin High School in Missouri. Chris is a first-year head coach, and uh, shortly after he got the job this year, that's when those devastating tornadoes ripped through his community of uh, about 50,000 homes, 17,000 of them were lost. So we're going to talk to Chris Shields next week from Joplin, Missouri, and uh, find out exactly how the community's doing and how the team is kind of interfacing and getting ready for the 2011 season. Taking a break, coming back with more, you're listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network. The hottest technology in the world isn't being developed in Silicon Valley. In the United States Navy, more top-secret technologies are being created than ever before. Incredible machines made of stealth materials that fly by themselves. The only problem with these incredible technologies? It's a shame the enemy can't see them. To learn more, call 1-800-USA-NAVY or visit Navy.com. Navy. Accelerate your life. And now back to High School Football America with your host, Jeff Fisher. Thank you very much. As we come down the home stretch, going to go around the nation and check out a couple more headlines. Uh, this one I, I really enjoyed earlier this week. Uh, for the second year in a row, high school football teams on the island of Kauai in Hawaii will switch from Friday night games to Saturday afternoon games midway through the season. Now, why is this? Well, it all began last year when the Kauai Interscholastic Federation decided to play daytime games to make sure that the football stadium lights don't threaten and endanger seabirds known as the Newell's Shearwater. According to published reports, the young seabirds become confused and distracted by the lights while trying to follow their migration instincts to follow the moon and the stars while migrating to the ocean between September the 15th and December the 15th. And uh, that was what the story was out of Kauai. So wildlife officials say that once the birds become distracted, they kind of fly in circles, and then they eventually drop to the ground where they're attacked by cats and hit by cars. It's reported that the Newell's shearwater numbers have dropped approximately 75% from a high of 80,000 in the mid-'90s. Kauai teams must follow the Saturday afternoon schedule starting in mid-September to keep uh, the county in compliance with federal laws protecting these endangered birds. Well, now back to the football, and we're going to come to Illinois for this one. Football practice across the state begins on the 10th of August, but legendary football coach Jim Unruh will not be on the Illini West sideline. Unruh resigned last week after an incredible career that saw him win six state titles between uh, two schools, which were Illinois West and uh, 
Carthage High School. They, they combined a couple of years ago. His overall record in 25 years as head coach at the school was 256 and 45. Uh, he resigned. He said the, the pressures of football right now outside of just the season have gotten a little too much. He uh, goes out on a high, though. His team won last year's 3A title, plus he won 40 of his last 41 games. And we'll wrap up uh, with some news from Texas. Uh, we started with some Texas about the championships. This one, uh, I guess Keith Jackson would say it best, whoa, Nelly, uh, published reports uh, in the Dallas Morning News last week said that uh, the Big 12 commissioner put a temporary hold on plans by the newly created Longhorn Television Network to broadcast high school football games in Texas. BB decided to uh, push the uh, pause button, if you will, on the high school games after ESPN VP Dave Brown may have committed an NCAA violation by mentioning the names of two 2012 University of Texas recruits in a June radio interview. The Longhorn Television Network, which is scheduled to launch on August the 26th, is owned by the 24-hour television network called the ESPN. You know, the worldwide leader in sports has paid $300 million reportedly over a 20-year period for ownership of the network, which will focus on University of Texas sports. The uh, Longhorn Television Network had planned to broadcast 18 high school games during the 2011 season, but those plans have been delayed while BB and his staff try to determine if those broadcasts are an NCAA violation. Several Big 12 members reportedly feel that airing the high school games on the Longhorn Television Network would give a recruiting advantage to Texas. Various media outlets are reporting that uh, Big 12 members Texas A&M and Oklahoma, considering a possible move to the SEC, in addition to making sure the network doesn't violate NCAA rules, BB wants to also make sure that fellow Big 12 members are not put at a disadvantage. I want to thank our sponsors tonight for the show. Blitz Group, the uh, proud media sponsor of High School Football America, the High School Rudy Awards. Go to highschoolrudyawards.com to learn more, and the National High School Coaches Association at nhsca.com. And last but not least, want to thank our guests on the show tonight. It was a great show. A lot of number ones. First, the uh, kid going after the number one position in career passing yardage and touchdowns. His name, Matty Mock from Kenton High School. And uh, Matty joined us to talk about that and passing his brother, who currently is number one in passing yardage and total offense. We also spoke with Gary Rankin, the head football coach at Alcoa High School in Tennessee. Eight straight championships is what the Tornadoes are going for this year in Tennessee. And uh, Gary had some good insight into a program that he says is just like that Friday night lights atmosphere. And we wrapped up with Greg Toll. Head football coach at Don Bosco Prep in New Jersey. Number one, according to Max Preps, going into the season. And uh, that team is loaded. It's a team to watch as we go through the 2011 season. I want to thank you for listening to tonight's show. And remember, next week we're going to go uh, start things off in Joplin, Missouri, with a chat with Chris Shields, the head football coach there, talking about the devastating tornadoes that have severely impacted the community and obviously his football team. I'd like to thank you all, and again, go to uh, www.highschoolfootballamerica.com to learn more. Join us on Facebook. Join us on Twitter. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Jeff Fisher. Thanks for listening. This has been High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.